0: Welcome to the Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony, on a very special morning, which actually feels like evening because we've been up for many, many hours. Is it it time to go to bed yet? It's time for a little nap. Yeah, that sounds good. The tea didn't really cut it. Not quite enough caffeine in the tea. But what a lovely morning it's been. It was. It was. I almost wore my tiara. You should to the have. the studio. Again. How beautiful was Meghan's She, tiara?
1: W- well, I'm not that a was, he- you know, that I, was Queen
0: Mary's. I know.
1: And yes. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with Queen Mary's tiara. It's
0: good to borrow the Queen's it tiara. Is, it yes, is. Yes, it is.
1: But I mean, no, she looked beautiful. And I guess what I love, that we, I'm sure everyone by now knows that the dress was by Claire, do you say white? I think. How do you pronounce your name Right.
0: Wait, wait, Claire Keller for Givenchy,
1: right? And. It was simple. It was, it was the um, exact
0: opposite of what everybody had predicted. Everyone had predicted which is it would so be Ralph and awesome. Russo. Yes. And,
1: right. I thought, oh, great for yep. Megan. No Because fuss. everyone thought, oh, it's going to be beaded and opulent and all. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Friedman already wrote a, a great piece for the New York Times. And, and she said it was, made, it was simple and sculptural. It was made for a woman. It was made for her, not for a fairy princess, yep. but an independent woman. And, you know, Keller had designed previously for Pringle, Pringle of um, Scotland and also for Chloe. Mm-hmm. And Givenchy also made um, the, her shoes, which were a silk Duchess, I never, I don't know how to pronounce that. A silk, D U C H been I've, spending time with Julia. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I've been up a lot. Um, silk satin,
0: uh-huh. and also the bridesmaids' dresses. She did all yeah, of those. The whole thing. Um, so what's really interesting, and I mean, there's so much, uh, so much symbolism in the decision. Um, th- first of all. Givenchy is a French fashion house, and so I think that's why people were thrown right. the the actual designer, and that's where everyone's talking about that is British and the first woman to be in charge of the fashion house. So there's that symbolism. Yeah. And then if you look and it, the, if you go back and look, and I I po- I just tweeted out this story. If you follow me at, You're such a, a at fast alley shop. Tweeter, yes. Um, if you look at Audrey Hepburn's right. Givenchy right. wedding dress that. She wore, or I'm sorry, it was in Uh, when she wore it in Funny Face, actually, and and she, I mean, she wore them in her real life and as characters, yes. But a very similar line, that kind of feel, yeah, yeah. And and you know,
1: I certainly, I was not really surprised that this was the kind of dress she chose. She's a 36 year old woman; Mm -hmm. she's not a 22 year old girl, right? And I think it was an appropriate dress for her age, for her personality.
0: Just everything about it, I thought it was elegant. And then the um, yeah, and I mean, it was a great way to. It had the three quarter sleeve. It was very demure, and it was very neckline, right. Yeah. But but the but the neckline and putting the interest there, it was just kind of subtly. And, it allowed her to show a little skin without being inappropriate. Right. It was lovely, and I mean, I predict that we're going to see a lot of boat necks. Probably. Everyone's going to be doing boat very necks and
1: very sleek looks. Mm-hmm. And then what? I thought it was interesting the way she paid tribute to all the countries of the Commonwealth. Yes. Because they were represented by the flower mm-hmm. of
0: each. 53, 63.
1: 63. 63. Uh, all over the, um, the trim of the veil. Yep. Yep, Which, And those little kids did a good job of holding that veil. Did you see that little boy oh, who's missing his teeth? Adorable. Oh my goodness. He held that veil up so well. Oh, it was adorable. The train. I mean, it that was, was absolutely
0: what, yeah. adorable. But I just, I was so, and and we'd love to hear from you. I mean, if you want to weigh in and tell us what you thought. And if you're, if you're not napping, we would love yeah. to hear your thoughts at 651-641-1071. Um, I was not expecting so much of Meghan Markle's personality in the ceremony I know, and it was so cool. And so, you know, I think really, I mean, I think first of all, all for all of this talk and controversy this week about her father, would he be there? Would he not? He wasn't going to walk her and people trying to make something of it. And I think, you know, obviously hindsight is, is 2020, but the statement that she made by walking in alone right. and the 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 strength and the feminist statement that she i think yeah. that was really Important, and then you know, having walking in with Charles. With Charles I mean, I thought yeah. it would all made so much sense. But how about the gospel choir that singing, you know Stand, by singing "Stand by Me"? When they started singing "Stand by Me," I was like shocked and thrilled. Shocked it and was, just it was. what I bet so cool. it's their song. And the um, you know, the the bishop from Chicago right. who gave uh. the sermon. I mean, lovely, powerful, not what you would have expected. No. You know, I mean, no, I saw somebody tweet like, "I got." married in memphis and this was a blacker wedding that i had you know like just i mean it was just really it, it like really, wow this is a strong independent woman absolutely. and she is not gonna be stepped on she, she by... kind of threw those royals on their head i yeah. mean I,
1: but i think they liked it i mean i think that it was it was just a wonderful yeah. uh, moment how did you like the
0: queen's lime green
1: it she loves the lime smile. green. Well, it was pretty with the purple. I just <laughs> wanted her to crack one smile, just one little smile. But she really doesn't do that. Even when you know, if somebody sang "God Save the Queen" to me, mm-hmm. I'd smile or give a high five or something. <laughs> but she doesn't do any of that. And no. what about Kate repeating her How outfit about for that? the third? time the third not just the second but the third no she wore it for the queen's birthday and for uh charlotte's christening Mm -hmm. and you know it's probably like you know what it fits i mean she had a baby four (laughs) weeks ago what do you want i mean i
0: thought she looked lovely and why not it's alexander mcqueen get a wearing out of it yeah it was fine it was just super boring and it was super like it was just like giving yeah but it was just like hey it's your day I'm not, no eyes on me, nothing to see, look at the princess, look at the new princess. So there were a couple
1: things that I thought were interesting,
0: too. If you really paid attention, and I'm sure you did,
1: a lot more hats rather than fascinators. I feel at Kate's wedding, everybody had the little fascinators on. Mm -hmm. There were so many big hats at hmm. this one. Um, Camilla, no, how do you say it? Is it Camilla? Camilla, yeah,
0: Camilla. Camilla.
1: Mm-hmm. You couldn't even see her face.
0: That was ridiculous. Well, maybe it was better. That was than the, worst, one. Hat. That yeah. was the no, worst hat. What but was Kate had a big hat.
1: I mean, so many of them did.
0: Um, and, how about Oprah's? What yeah, did you think of Oprah's? It was fine. Yeah. She was um, millennial
1: pink. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but I want
1: to talk about that for a minute. I want to talk about the guests because I'm sorry, obviously I know that Meghan and Harry were the stars, but I mean... You can't ignore George in the mall.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! No, she looked lovely, and oh. she did. I mean, she, she. I mean, she looks good in any color, in but the Miragold, way that she yeah. pulled off that yellow, which is a hard to wear color, she looked right. gorgeous. And did you notice? I mean, it, she had. It was like a train on that. Well, it was dress shorter in front than yeah. in back. Although it was, it's certainly I not thought short it looked like an extra piece. No,
1: it was just. Oh, the, I the thought length. it was just the length. Okay. It was just longer and back. And oh. George did not follow rules. Okay,
0: that's what I was gonna no. say. He was a total rule because you're supposed to wear the longer the morning, morning coat. coat. That was a rule. It was sent out. We saw the rules. We talked about the rules. George broke the rules. But if
1: you look like George eh, he can do whatever and he wants. you wear a gray suit <laughs> and it goes with your gray beard and your What do you hair. make of that though? I, I think, think he he'd... didn't have one and didn't want to go by. like, I'm
0: not going to spend the money yeah. on that. Brooks Brothers didn't have his oh, size. You know what, Ellie? I'm
1: now looking and I think you're right. I yeah. think her dress had an extra like a little train Attached to the back of it. Yep. Um,
0: did you see Carrie Mulligan? You know Carrie Mulligan? Yeah. With, um so at first I thought, wow, she's not wearing a hat at all. But then I if you look closer, and I we put we're gonna put up a, a slideshow of some of the loveliest pictures from Vogue. We'll put it on the shop girls page at mytalk 1071com First of all, I loved her dress. Um I don't know if that was I mean, it seemed Out of, you know, a little, I just, I loved it. It was a dress I'd want to wear and it was floral and fresh and, you know, green and yellow and very pretty, um, covered up shoulders. I mean, she followed the rules, but it looked like she wasn't wearing a hat, but I think there actually was like a little bit of a headpiece sort of like pinned to the back. But what a great way to get around that ridiculous fascinator. Uh,
1: Let us talk about the fact that I thought it was really pretty and didn't even realize until I saw another article, um, Pippa Middleton. Mm-hmm. Kate's sister. was. Oh, varying. I didn't see her. Oh, my goodness. She's wearing a beautiful dress. She's yeah. pregnant, but you can't really tell much in this. It's green, a very pale minty green with pink and white flowers. And everybody said it looked like the can of Arizona green honey ginseng tea. What? And it's, <laughs> well, if you look, there was a picture of, it of a can next to it, and it's a very similar print. Oh, it's a, my It's gosh. a pale green can. Wait, do we not know for
0: sure that she's pregnant? USA Today said possibly pregnant. Why are they saying that? Pippa called,
1: she's pregnant. Oh. Yeah. No, Um, she's.
0: Huh.
1: The word is that she's pregnant.
0: I guess I'm Um, not familiar enough with that uh, can to immediately go there. Yeah.
1: And it was kind of funny because it does sort of look like that.
0: Yeah. Um, How about Serena Williams? She looked great. Yeah. Now, she had a fascinator. She had a real fascinator on her head.
1: Yes. And I thought
0: she looked fantastic. And her husband, Alexis, um, how do you say his last name? Richman. Ohanian. Yeah. The Reddit guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. he followed the rules. Yes, he oh, was yeah, in a absolutely long, did. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know one of the things that we were reading about, you know, why were Americans so excited and all about this wedding, even more so it seems than the you know, Kate and uh oh, I don't William. think
0: that. That's I don't. Oh think yeah, they were.
1: I think they were. You do. I think they were probably well, because more she's viewers. American. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. You know, the the that old American dream of marrying of being a princess and marrying your prince. That the whole thing, it just kind of goes with the whole fairy tale that girls have been brought up believing in whether mm-hmm. that's true today or not i don't know but i think just the combination of that and the fact that she is american the fact that she's that she's part uh that she's half black all of these things By are ratio. so okay <laughs> that's a six of one <laughs> half a dozen of the other okay um, And, you know, that that Americans were just completely enamored of the whole thing. And I think the fact that she's such a strong woman. Absolutely. A a great
0: role model. And it's that princess fairy tale, but done in a modern, relatable, really strong way. Like we really feel like, wow, this could actually happen to anybody. And and just the the it's a sign that the monarchy is evolving right right well after how many centuries i think it's time to yes good thing to evolve shake it up a little bit a little bit anyway what a morning if you have thoughts to share we'd love to hear from you we're online at alley shops at harmony kaplan um and of course you can always go to mytalk1071.com and send us a note there when we get back uh turning to some local news the uh pacifier baby boutiques have a new owner we're gonna tell you about that and introduce you to her next. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Well, if you uh, follow along online, some news this week that I was really um, delighted to share. um, My new home at TCBMag.com as well as MSPMag.com as well had the story. But Pacifier, a longtime local favorite baby boutique, I remember when they first opened, I think I was pregnant actually at the time, has a new owner. Kind. Of a surprise, but we're really excited to have her with us today, Alyssa Montbrien. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me and for the story as well. This oh,
0: absolutely. So, first of all, tell us who you are because you have a very impressive background.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. So, I'm originally from Minnesota out in the Afton area, and I went to school at the Carlson School of Management, and then I've worked at a variety of companies um, Best Buy in town, as well as Staples out in Boston, Blooming Brands down in Florida. And then was really happy to be back here working at Carlson Companies prior to purchasing Pacifier.
0: Right. And mostly in digital marketing. And you're kind of a wizard in that area, right? I love being close to the customer. Okay. So so how did you you go go from that? What I loved is you said you had three goals when you went to school. You you wanted to, wait, what was the first one? Work yes, or so
2: to lead digital for a company. So I've done. had the opportunity. Check. <laughs> yes. You I, wanted
0: to teach yep. a class. You wanted to profess. That's right. So You've I've done, done that. At you professed already. Check. Okay. Yes.
2: And third, most interesting. Yes, you to wanted. own a small business. Why? Yeah, it just seems <laughs> like, you know, it's the American dream uh-huh. um, to be able to help the community, kind of create jobs, and then grow something is something that I'm really excited about.
0: So, you know, I don't think it's something that people maybe think about that you, okay, so you could start your own business, but you could also go out and buy a bit and businesses can put themselves up for sale, which yep. is actually what Wing and John, the the, the founders of Pacifier did. Yeah. Why and how did it all come about?
2: <laughs> yeah, so my background I actually started out in mergers and acquisitions. So I got to work with a lot of businesses that were selling themselves. So when my husband and I thought about, you know, at some point we'd like to buy a small business, we talked to some brokers, there's some online websites, the biggest is bizbuysell.com, and you can see the different types of businesses that oh, are Oh, it sale.
1: lists all the businesses yeah. that are for sale. I've yeah. never
0: looked there. I
1: <laughs> yeah, totally shocker.
2: Mom, yeah. shocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and did you know
0: that you wanted to be in retail?
2: So I've always loved retail. So working at Staples and Best Buy, it's just something I've always been passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you stay very close to the sure. consumer doing that, and you know how I became excited about Pacifier is I was actually one of their customers back when they were in their original northeast location, mm-hmm. and I just love the environment. You know, it's a very welcoming environment. Mm-hmm. They have the nicest selection and coolest selection of baby gifts. Right. Yep. So I just really have always loved the brand, and then when you I have children. I do not yet. You do not. Oh, do oh not did you hear that? Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So we know where you'll shop when yes. you do it. Yes. But she does okay. own a bearded dragon now. Yes. Excuse me? Yeah. Mom, have you not been, in, have you never met Ella Liz Gerald? I guess I have. She's the mascot, I, yes, right? She oh, is.
2: So she's at the North Loop location. I haven't been in there Oh my in gosh, a while. people come oh. in
0: looking for Ella, really? for sure. Okay, and I I'll was be really curious. But was that like was that negotiated? Like you get to keep Ella?
2: Yes, so we did chat about <laughs> it. And customers and little kids are so excited to come in and see Ella. So she's definitely part of the store.
0: Ella comes with the store. Yes. Yeah.
2: So how having all of the,
0: the big business experience that you do, and especially all of the digital experience, Retail is tough. Small retail, especially. What makes you want to go down this path?
2: Yeah, so I was interested in this particular category. So it's a very specific category. It is so fun to shop for baby gifts and for expecting parents. Right. It's a it's a great time in their life. Right. Her
1: grandparents too. It is. Tons
2: of grand new grandparents come in and they're so excited. So being able to help them during that special time, um, you know, they have a baby and then we can serve them up to eight years old. Mm. So we have kind of them for the life cycle of their kiddos, which is really fun. And the grandparents as well, of course.
0: Right. Um, And you don't feel like that crowd is now doing most of their research and buying online?
2: So they definitely do their research. Um, Big strollers and gear, they're out there researching. So from our digital perspective, We're going to create more content online to help them with that research phase. In store, we have people that are super expert that are able to answer all those questions. And we want to create an omni-channel experience and allow them to get that info online.
1: Yeah. Don't you think that a lot of people, I mean, they may look at all of that online, but before they actually make that purchase, they want to come in and see it. Yep. Yeah.
2: And there's with strollers, all these levers and everyone opens differently. So they definitely need to to come in and check it out. So
0: there's so so pacifier for those who don't know has four locations. So you've got your flagship in the North Loop, then you've got 50th in France Highland and City Center. Correct, right? Um, Do you want more?
2: So I think um, is that (laughs) enough to do it for (laughs) (laughs) for this (laughs) year? I'm getting up to speed this year. Right, right. I do think that there is a space for a couple more in Minnesota in the Twin Cities area. It is really important for each of our locations. They're really integrated with their local communities. We do events at the stores. We're having a reading with Tyrannosaurus Rex coming up this week.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, There's
2: different things we do in different stores, and it's really specific to that local community. So it is going to remain a Minnesota brand for the foreseeable future. But definitely could could have a couple more stores.
0: Is that the key? Do you think I mean, the word experience gets, you know, talked about so often in terms of retail today and that it has to be an experience because otherwise, why are people going? But creating community and actually being
2: hyper local,
0: is that the strategy?
2: I think that that is key for local businesses. So we do everything from, you know, we have helium balloons for kids. We have snacks. We have play areas. We Mm -hmm. do the different events that I talked about to touches for the shoppers where we do complimentary gift wrapping or gift boxing, Uh, different colors, ribbons for every season. So we really try to add those special touches and those local touches that make it a great experience. Cool. Um, What are
0: some of your models? Where do you like to shop?
2: Yeah, so as a digital person, um, I do a lot of my shopping online. So (laughs) a couple that I really like, Zappos. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have four pairs of glasses from them because they really create a great online being able to see how the product looks, and now they're moving into stores as well, hmm. um, which is quite fun. Amazon, obviously, I'm a very loyal Amazon customer. Yeah. Really, and you're and you're now a,
0: a local retail owner who's not yes. afraid to say you like Amazon. Yes. That's bold. Are you an uh,
2: different categories? Are you an
0: Amazon Prime? I
1: am oh, an okay. Amazon Prime wow. hardcore. Cold. Okay, so, statement.
2: But I order stuff for my business from there. Oh, right? okay. So, we have to stock goldfish from somewhere, right? That's right. <laughs> I suppose. That's right. So how, what has been the, I mean,
0: I realize you're just a few weeks yes. into this, uh, but already people are seeing you in the store. You're yep. very visible. You're going to be there. You're blowing yes. up balloons. You're working I today, am. as a matter of yes. fact. Um, it's, that's got to be a big shift from yeah. being at big companies. What has been the biggest surprise or delight or just change in yeah. general?
2: So whenever I worked at bigger companies, I was always surprised they would have you do, you know, a one-month training program in-store or some kind of way to get integrated mm-hmm. with the store, and then you didn't for years. So for me, it's really important that I'm actually in the store. I'm seeing what the customers are buying. I'm seeing what they're asking for. I'm interacting with them because the way to stay competitive is to stay super nimble. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's asking for something one week, we can source it, and we can likely get it in our store the next week mm-hmm. if it's a good, a good product to bring in. So. To me, being close to the customer. Is your thing. husband
1: involved directly
0: too? Is he in He's, the store? He is not.
1: He's no. not. Okay. So
2: he works in the corporate world. Okay. Um, so I'm really spearheading this initiative.
0: Okay. Well, I think, and it, you know, and for for Wing, who's been on the show and I've known since she started and John, I mean, what a, it's kind of the American dream for them, too. Right. I mean, they just sort of did this organically and yep. built this business and they're ready for something else. And they were and to be able to sell it and yes. move on. That's a great feeling. Yep. And to know that it's going to carry on.
2: Yeah. So John and Wing and then Kelsey and Highland. Right.
0: Right. Right. Kelsey as well.
2: So, you know, they have been so amazing to work with throughout this process of acquiring the business, helping train me and get me up to speed. Wing is coming with to a my first buying show. Oh, and that's great. Help me kind of yeah. learn the art of buying and what makes Pacifier special. And then Wing is also going to remain on the board. So I've created a board to help steer the brand. And she's going to be a key member of that. So I'm really thankful for that.
0: That's right. And all women on the board. Too. Yes. Love a it. A lot of smart ladies. Oh, so cool. And there are a lot of them. Well, yep. Alyssa, congratulations. Uh, we'll be looking for you in the store. And for longtime Pacifier fans, they know the store is still going to be there. And it's kind of mm-hmm. nice to, to see what, what happens next. We'll yes. be following along.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Good luck. We will be back with more shopping Girls, we're going to turn to um, home design Mm. advice from one of our faves, Brooke Voss, is coming up next. Welcome yeah, back you know. on a very royal Saturday here at my Talk 107.1. You're listening to the Shop Girls. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. And so excited to have one of our favorites. If, if we go more than like a few months without talking to Brooke Voss, my mother's like, I miss Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what no. about me, Mom? Aren't I enough? What was your name again? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Thank you her. for being here. Thank you so did much we, for having me. Did, and we always have to know if you're like between training for like a triathlon or you're on a Bike ride across Europe, or you're doing something fabulous that would prevent you from being available on a well, Saturday. Well, it's always hard to know. It's hard to
3: know, and um, of course, you know when I commit to a new sport or hobby, yeah. I'm a hundred percent in. I yeah. mean, just that's what we love about you. What, are you. what are you in right now? Well, so uh-huh. I decided that I was going to. Uh, I have wanted a horse since I was a kid. Oh, the right? horse! Mm-hmm. Right. Every birthday list, every holiday yes. list. Whenever there was an opportunity. Opportunity to put a plea in for a horse with my parents. Uh-huh. I made the plea. Okay. Well, we—you never but you got just one. didn't grow out of that, though.
0: Never. Most of us have had never. that on a list at one point, and then we
1: just move on, right? Not you, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you had a
3: rocking horse. Does that count? No. out? No. Oh, okay. Right. Well, listen. So, forty years old, I decided. You know what? I am going to get a horse. It is time. I'm. I'm Good for crossing you. this off my list. Probably
1: because you had never had a chance to design a stable. That would and be amazing. That's what you needed to do. By
3: the way, calling any potential client who would like to do an incredible stable, stable. Yeah. call us right You're now right it. i know okay so now i'm completely into this horse i am 100 percent in love with him he is What's 800 his name? his name is big al
0: big al okay.
3: <laughs> big did al. he come with the name or did you name him so he is a peruvian and he comes with the name Almanzor. Oh, a little fancy. fancy so that's too fancy right. for me right. So big it's Al, Big Al
0: now.
3: <laughs> How do you think he feels about it? You know, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> he's he's so, got a big, long mane, and he's incredible. And he's a little guy. He's like eight hundred pounds, fourteen oh, oh, hands just a high. Little guy. Yeah. See,
1: I don't um, know much about horses, so
3: like, is this a horse that is just your friend, or do you ride him? So I ride this horse. Okay. Um, it, the learning curve has been steep, and I, uh, when I first started uh, out with this horse, I thought, you know. Here's what I'm going to do. I am just going to not be ashamed or bashful to ask questions of anybody. And I don't and I wasn't going to worry about people are thinking, oh, my God. This woman owns a horse and she doesn't have a clue. And so I just have been really, really open and I have been taking advice from everybody and I have become just a better horsewoman because of it.
1: Where do you keep this horse?
3: I keep him in Hamill. I stable him there. I go out. I put my saddle on. I walk across the street and I can ride for 52 miles on trails, which is really incredible. So, is do
0: you, how do you old ride is he? All 52 miles at the same no. time. So I would not be able to sit like, down in this chair
2: today. Big Al would really
3: not
0: like that. <laughs> how, how old
3: is Big Al? Big Al just turned 18. Oh, is that old for uh, a horse? Well, you know, he could live to be 30, 35, and oh. there's certainly like probably 12 to 14 years of really great trail riding left with him. Where does one go when one decides one wants to buy a horse? Yeah, it's so really don't tricky. You call Amazon. Do you? No, no, you don't. That's a great okay. question. You really have to know the right People. Okay. So you really have to get uh, sort of into this little clique of people and really, really learn the animal and really. It's so it's not on Craigslist. Not on Craigslist. Yeah. Okay. we to went know. from
0: buying businesses to buying horses. Yeah. We are covering a lot of topics Boy, here today. Absolutely. If you want, all about buying tune things. in here. That's yeah. right. We are yeah. shopping for cool. horses and everything in between. And is your husband feeling left out about your relationship? Did he buy with Big the horse Al? for you? He did not buy hey, the horse mother. for me. Well, <laughs> Of course. I she is just, a successful
1: interior designer. I know that. But she was talking about how she always had told her parents. Oh, she, and I thought maybe as a no. gift out of Look, great love that he has for her this is, that he
0: had purchased That is This the what? age he should have. Shame Markle. Shame on him. We can yeah. do our own things, <laughs>
3: right? right? Meghan right. Markle
0: can walk herself into the church. <laughs> okay. Brooke can buy her own horse. But if
1: her <laughs> husband had showed up with it, do you think she wouldn't have accepted it? That would have been would've.
3: the most incredible gift <laughs> yeah, ever. Hello, Jared Boss. Yeah, right? <laughs> <Right? laughs> Does he like the horse? He really likes the horse. Okay, Here's good. the funny thing. You, um, I am learning all sorts of patience. Horses probably like kids, like dogs. It's really this like slow sort of relationship building and huh. establishing who's the alpha and who's not. And, um, he and Big Al have not, Completely seen oh. eye to eye. Oh, they're quite. fighting they, over you. They might be. Jealous. They might be sure. And so we're slowly but surely sort of working, working on it. Through it.
0: it. Wow. Oh. Well, good luck with that. We'll be watching the Instagram for more horse oh, pictures on and stable oh, decor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> please. Thank nature. you. But on the subject of decor, we probably should talk a little bit about what your day job is, which is in interior design. That's right. You've uh, got some fun projects.
3: You know, it is going to be really an epic summer for Brook Voss Design because I am working on some really amazing summertime projects. And I can say that because I have three lakeside properties that I'm working on over the course of the summer so different from one another. Hmm. Are they on um, Lake Minnetonka? There's one that's on Medicine Lake oh. which is this just amazing little where hidden gem in Plymouth. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's not far at all. Oh, not I think far I from know me. someone who lives the, That's where there. the Hutton House is? Yeah, Is it near
3: that? It's, it's, uh, close by. Close okay. by. And right. so it's this beautiful, beautiful property and um, the family is just this incredible patchwork family, right? They've sort of blended together and they've adopted some kids and they've fostered some kids And it's very much a modern farmhouse. um, White shiplap as far as the eye can see. But how cool to be a kid in a house where you have this amazing craft room, right? Mm -hmm. And big, bright colored walls. And they've got a built-in playroom in the basement with actual window, you know. I mean, it is like a little house inside of the house for the kids. It is so so cute. Are
1: you doing the whole house? Yes, so this started as,
3: yes, as a dream of the clients. And so we've really built this house from start to finish, um, from The architecture to the interior finishes, now to the lighting and the furniture and every little accessory. It's going to be very cool. How do
1: you have time to ride the horse? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Early, early morning.
0: Thank God for late nights. Seriously, how did they know what they wanted? Like, did they know they wanted color and shiplap? And you're not, you're not, you haven't like banned shiplap from your Shiplap? shiplap?
3: Oh, shiplap! It's all over the the place. I know, Harmony. She's she's not not big
0: on what's their names. She's not big on.
3: No, oh, no. I'm watching not. all those shows? Yeah. No. no, I'm not. Okay. Shiplap is a tongue and groove material. So it's sort of like beadboard or oh. it's like any sort of wood wall treatment. So it's tongue and groove how it fastens together. But instead of having any sort of a bevel to the face of it, it just has a very square, clean little reveal. And so it adds a lot of texture and a lot of shadow line. But also, can be really simple, really wow. clean. Were you shiplapping before chipping? That doesn't
0: sound Whatever. Good. <laughs> I've been jo- shiplapping yeah. a long time, girl. Do but been talking does it you like that? that they get so much credit for it? What <laughs> I is know. Chippin? Jo- What's her name?
3: Yes, um, jo- Joanna. Joanna. Yes. No. Joanna. Yeah, yes. Joanna they games, have yeah. right. Which I actually I have a project that they are going to be featuring in their magazine um, oh, in the autumn, which is really be really cool. Yes, oh. another great project. Yeah. Um, that we wrapped up last year, but I mean, I think that shiplap very much. Still has a presence. And do I feel like it is sort of all the rage? Yes. Do I feel like it is classic enough that it's going to have, it's going to stick around for a while? Yeah. I think so. I think so. All right. Well,
0: that is good to know. So this
3: cool, like kind of modern farmhouse that we're working on completely in tandem with a house on Lake Minnetonka that I would say the vibe is very much Malibu Beach. Mm. So really like low luster, natural looking woods, lots of white um, lots of elements of a little, uh, just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of industria. And what I mean by that is basically like metal clad windows, um, done very, very simply. Mm-hmm. Um, these clients have like this super cool California kind of style about them. Mm. And so this house totally, totally fits them. Sleek and contemporary. Um, but not cold, right? Mm-hmm. Still very, very soft and still like moments of, of warmth to it, which I think is fun. So which one do you like the best? Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The crazy part is, um, I mean, I talk about this a lot. When I work on a project, what, re- what I really get a kick out of is making the home the very best version of that person. Mm-hmm. And so neither one of those styles is me necessarily, if hmm. I was personally building a yeah. home. But that gosh, you can w- walk in and do it and do it really, really well.
1: But you like... Just neutrals and very clean. No, lines. you have color. I have colors. But I you, have- I remember you telling us once though that it's very just. Kind of clean, minimalistic? Did I make that up? No. Well, okay. I tell you
3: what. I don't love a lot of color in walls okay. necessarily. Okay. So I like sort of neutral, classic white, variations of white in wall color. But I like pops of color in other things, okay. in art or in decor or in a piece of furniture or in a rug. And so I like layering those colors and textures more in the soft goods and less architecturally speaking, okay. if that makes Does sense. Does your
1: husband have any say
0: None. as to it? Your <laughs> He's a very nice guy, Mom. That's all you need to know. The J-Voss <laughs> is very supportive.
3: The poor guy. He's so funny. Every once in a while, he'll say, okay, um, when do we get to do a room that I like? Yeah. There's Never. No, there's no man Never. cave. Never. No. No. He doesn't even
0: get one of those. But you've done some great man
3: caves. I've done some great man caves. You know what? You yeah. could surprise him and do that next to the stable. <laughs> See?
1: We need a little
3: hobby farm. Put is him what we need. Big Give put him him a out Big Al. All right,
0: since we've eaten up so much of your time with horses, you've got to stay with us. Is that okay? We're talking to Brooke Voss, Interior Designer Extraordinaire. If you have a question, if you have a project coming up this summer, now's your chance. So give us a call or send us a tweet or email, and we'll answer your questions next with Brooke Voss. Well, the real reason why we keep Brooke Voss over a, over a commercial break is so that we have time to ask her our own questions. Darn, right? That's kind what of the method says, to what the if madness. she sends us a bill? She then might. In <laughs> she might. That's okay. Uh, Brooke Voss, interior designer, is here with us, and we know you have questions for her. In fact, Naomi is on the phone waiting to talk, so let's get right to her question. And if you have one, our number is 651-641-1071. You can also email us um, at mytalk1071.com or go on the Twitter at... Allie Shops and at Harmony Kaplan. So, Naomi, what's your question?
2: Well, the home where we live, uh, the wood, the woodwork, is all um, a medium light woodwork. I shouldn't even say light. It's, it's a medium oak color. I and know that
0: woodwork, Naomi. I've lived with that woodwork. Yep. Yeah.
2: And I'm not a woodwork painter. I mean, it's a solid wood. It's not. I mean, it's, it's a good quality. Um, But when I look for decorating ideas, um, look through magazines, look at what's available, all the woodwork is white or maybe gray. And so what I'm looking for is what's a way, a fresh way that I can either choose paint color or how to decorate to make the most of a kind of an unpopular feature right now.
3: That is a really great question and one that comes up a lot. Because, And, and I, I agree, there, there are some times or some clients or some projects where painting the woodwork just isn't the right answer. And so I think the first thing to think about is when you're picking a wall color, have to be very careful that the wall color still has warmth to it. And I'm yeah. not saying that a gray is off limits, but you definitely mm-hmm. cannot be a blue gray. It has to be a gray that has mud in the base of it, for lack of a better word. So something that's a little muddy, a little warm. Otherwise, it will get really icy and really baby blue sort of gray fast against any sort of stained woodwork. So that's Mm -hmm. number one, just picking a color that's pretty, that you have to stick in that warm palette a little bit, even if it's a warm gray. Number two, I think the key uh, might be, what about sort of flipping that on its side instead of painting all of the millwork in the house white? What if some of the furniture in the room is white? For example, what if the what if the room had a spot where you could do a beautiful bookcase? And what if the bookcase was a painted white finish? Right? And it even could have like a little um like a little tea stain or a little antiquing to the wood. And I'm not talking country, but just enough that it doesn't feel too harsh and sharp. But there might be other ways to kind of layer in lightness and freshness in furniture instead of in architecture.
0: Hmm. Sure. Sure. All yeah. right. Well, thanks for yep. calling Naomi. Mean, great question. But in thanks.
3: general, I mean, you are a fan of paint. Is there any reason not to paint? There really to? isn't. You know, and it's it's sometimes I will meet with somebody and that's a hard hurdle to get over. They live in an, in a house with with amazing detailed woodwork and it's brown and they really struggle with. Should we paint it or should we not? And I will say. If you are open to it, it is the biggest impact that you can probably make to a space Mm -hmm. in terms of lightening it up and freshening it up and also being able to play then with any color combination. So white millwork is is nothing to be scared of. I should also say there's nothing wrong with doing white millwork. So that means all of the baseboards Mm -hmm. and that's the window casings. But. Doors, so interior doors, pass-through doors, those can stay stained. Those don't all have to be painted. Really? So oh. you can kind of play with the mix of that of the enameling and with some woodwork, and and not necessarily have to go completely stark oh, white. Yeah. But
0: do you feel like you have to be consistent with the millwork throughout the house if you're gonna?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I feel like there are moments in time where it makes sense to do a shift, um, and it doesn't have to be the absolute entire home. But I think you probably don't want to be too kamikaze about it, right? Be really intentional if there is a room or a zone and it is defined by a doorway, not necessarily just turning the corner. If it's just not defined by a really nice doorway, I think you can split the finishes some too. If okay. you've got rooms that kind of go together, they probably need to... They really do. Match they really do. A, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We've been designing these amazing homes with all of this these open floor plans that are really incredible for mm-hmm. living and for family. It makes it really, really difficult though to when you have an open floor plan to all of a sudden switch the music and change a color because what you do is you sort of disjoint what you tried to do architecturally keep it open you've tried to now compartmentalize that gets a little funny there's no flow that's right
0: um ann has a question we're talking to brooke voss interior designer ann what's your question for brooke
1: hi brooke Uh, my question is on painting brick we have one wall in our home that is kind of a reddish brick it's not real decorative looking it looks more like an outside brick and I'm just wondering
3: I've had a couple painters look at it and they are
1: reluctant to paint it but I think it would look great painted
3: oh 100% yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) I think you absolutely can I mean and I don't know if they're a little I don't know if they're a little leery because it maybe has sort of a crumbly kind of texture to it and if that's why they're just wondering about paint adhering to it from a mm. um, from a sort of standpoint of do you have too much grit going on there but I think that if you painted it it could look so sleek and really cool and for not a lot of money completely change the vibe of the space right, right. so make something feel much more current and a little less dated just with a can of paint you might want to pay a little bit of attention to the sheen I don't think you probably want something with a ton of luster to it I think something not not flat, but something right in the middle. So sort of a semi-satin kind of finish. So not too glossy, not too dull, I think is the sweet spot. You're good.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. God. Such good practical advice. And you better head right over to Home Depot. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for calling. That's great advice. Really I love great it. Advice. I love it.
3: Right? Yeah. Sometimes there's little fixes can make a big difference. Absolutely. And I
0: think just not being afraid to, to do it. To How did you get make, so smart?
3: Oh, you are, you are so, so good for my yeah. ego, Harmony. <laughs> what do
0: you think, Brooke? In my neighborhood, there are all these houses that are turning over, and now everybody is painting their house black on the oh, outside. God, I, I'll I'll know. What do you
3: think about that? You know, Ooh. I think it's really cool. Is black I, the new gray? I Black is deaf. I've been a black fan for a long time. Here's what I think black does. I think it's a way to be a tiny bit edgy mm-hmm. um, and a little bit sharp with some classic kind of architecture and just sort of... Um, a new sort of neutral, if you will. Here is the only thing that I do think you have to consider: is black is much like owning a black car or yeah, even wearing like. It shows, it shows I was
0: everything. That. Oh yeah. my goodness, Brooke! Yeah. Always so much fun to talk so to you. So fun! Thanks Thank so much. You. We'll put a link to Brooke's website on our website at mytalk1071.com. We'll be back to answer your questions after this.